if I'm super into like movies and Batman, Corey's into like movies and X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast you didn't need, but you, yes, you deserve. Yeah, and you. we're all level of nerd are welcome, even if you're a, a, a mutant, even or if not. you're the next. No, you're not. Next generation of humans. <laughs> uh, with that, I'll say this. Beautifully written by Tom, by the way. I appreciate this. While you slept, the world changed, and new gods emerged. From the mind of Jonathan Hickman, dawns a new day. For the pages of the Marvel landscape with the relaunch of the team that defines an era, the X-Men. With today's topic of discussion, House and Powers of X and Ten. <laughs> However you want to throw that out there. Thank you for those air horns, Tom. <laughs> oh, I mean, they are well I'm warranted. hyped beyond hyped for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah but to start hyped. things off, I'm Corey. I'm Ali. And I am Tom. I'm Caitlin. And I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd on Nation. That is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, oh. you do get fun, fun, fun perks. Fun, 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 fun. You know, no one's seen that. I know that. Nope, just fun perks. I hate it. Fun perks like uh, bonus episodes. You get early access to pretty much everything that we do. Not pretty much. You do get. Early access oh, to everything that we do, yeah. even the merch <laughs> that we uh, that we put out. Uh, you do get access to private uh, channels on our Discord server that are only for Nerd on Nation right. members. Um, there's lots of fun stuff going on over there, and do consider joining the nation because it does allow us to keep on growing and keep on being the best that we can be. And uh, yeah, but you can check that out, nerdon.io backslash Patreon, and Patreon. check out our Discord. Dur- Discord. Discord. Um, Are you Irish? <laughs> the Discord, nerdon.io backslash Discord. And um, our partners, Apogee, who have Bink. so lovingly equipped us with these microphones, the Hype, Ma- the hype Mic, the Hype Podcast microphone, and Odyssey headphones that taste like butter. Right? Yeah, that's, they taste like in butter. Your ears. If tastes your ears like were mounts, your these ears. would taste like, like butter. I think that's yeah. the butter slogan. Jammed in your you ears. could spread it on a nice piece of cheese. Oh, if your ears so were mouths, they would taste like butter. <laughs> if your ears were mouths, it would taste like butter. That, you guys can use that. You guys can use that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you and can you use it, Ozzy. Uh, Don't worry. I'll email them and let them know that we have a new new phrase for them. Just this clip. Just this. But yeah, that is the housekeeping. On on with the episode. Yes. So that brings us to our first few segments, baby. If you are brand spanking new oh. to Nerd On, um, you are going to be in for a ride because this is the point where at the end of the episode, we are going to rate this giant fucking oh. volume of shit. Um, beautiful, wonderful delicious shit. Delicious content. Um, That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to rate it from zero to five, baby. 
And so right now we're going to go around the digital screen squares. You better be watching this on YouTube to understand what I'm talking about. We're going to guess, guess, guess that, that X-Men. Nothing but X-Men. I, I feel so comfortable <laughs> to do this that my roommate's not home for this week, so I can That's be as loud as I want. Um, I feel bad for my roommates because they don't know what's going on. My roommate's married to me, so she has to put up with it. Yep. And death to his <laughs> putting up that. with each other. Wife. Uh, so uh, Guess That Grump is a segment where we're going to go again around and to. guess who's going to have the lowest uh, number from that one to five rating, no matter how high, because it typically is. Um, or how low. No, no matter how high it is, if you were the lowest okay. one in the group, then you are the grump for the week. Since I always remix it, I am the new gods that have awakened in this new world. I will go first. And I'm going to say that it's Kalen. It's probably <gasps> I'm going to say this. Kalen is the easiest one when it comes to visual media. Like in terms of like what? pictures and shit like that. Comic books is what he's trying is, no, to no, say. No, no, no. I think he means like you'll be like, I noticed the artist switched on page fifty-six oh. and then it went back on page sixty and it threw me off. And, and I just and then, noticed yeah, that there so, was a printing error uh, on graphic number five on mm, issue three. And, Her face and says a lot right it's now. It's not my <laughs> cup of tea, so it's easier for me to hone in no, on I think things you're just, that don't matter. You got yeah. detail you got details. It's the mole well, the neck yeah. thing. Well, yeah. one thing, Josh typically likes things because, you know, it's not hard to like things uh, in this world, but we try to make it. Two, Corey fucking uh, loves this. And three, this doesn't have Fox, even though Pox and Hawks looks like Fox, so Ollie's going to like it. Well, there Done. you go. Oh, he just nods. He shakes like, you're correct. <laughs> and you can't guess yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, so that's a vo vote for Caitlin. Caitlin, who you got? I think it's going to be Josh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's what it feels like, Josh. That's what it feels like to be get picked. I yeah. like that you're yelling you at him for Tom picking you. Huh? <laughs> this is how the vicious circle continues. This is continues. like when a kid is not treated well at home and then he goes to school and treats someone yeah. else bad. This is how bullies you're are made. Bully. So, so she's a bully. Yeah. Tom picked you and I'm you went, bully. yeah, Josh, fuck cool. you. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> this is called projection. Um, uh, Josh, who you got? Who you got, bud? I think it's going to be Caitlin. I knew he was going to pick me. <laughs> and that's not okay. out of spite. I know. Okay. But that's how you tell the bully, fuck you back. Ollie, yeah. who you got? Who's your yeah, money you on? Tell, if this you were tell a horse me. race, you tell me. who are you throwing like 20 bucks down on? Shilling on Tom. Okay. <gasps> a shilling. Wow. A shilling. Wow, that's we're going old bet. school. <laughs> this is tough for me. Uh... Mainly because I can't pick myself. I don't know how much I hated this. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. For a second, um, I was like, wait, you didn't like it, Corey? I can take back your and issue one that I bought that you. That's not the case. He's the one that suggested this. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. going to say, well, you know what? To balance the scales, and not that he didn't like it. I just think Tom <laughs> is very good at, at at analyzing and putting a number on a scale. I think it's going to be yeah. Tom. <gasps> also, it brings balance to the force because yeah, the Nerd on Nation... Split their vote between Caitlin and Tom. So you both have ha -ha! three. Oh, okay. the gray Jedi well, rises you guys, again. You technically, both have two and a half votes uh, for you guys. So it'll be me and Ali first. We'll we'll give our ratings. Then it'll be Josh with the one vote. And then Tom and Caitlin, you guys can duke it out. Uh, Thunderdome style. Wait, so how, does the, how do people get a chance to vote on us? 
Corey? I'm glad you so asked me so. Uh, listen, <laughs> if you want to take part in what Tom calls the guest grumper, guest grump, grump guesser, uh, you can join our Patreon where we put up polls for the episodes we'll be covering and you can vote for who you think the grump is going to be the week and you get a shout out on the episode if you're correct. Uh, maybe someday in the future, if we get enough patrons, we can actually hand out prizes, which would be mm. really cool. Mm. Uh, but until then, we get to say your name. <laughs> nice. And shout you heard in a digital pat but on the back. If you want prizes, tell people to go to neuron.io backslash Patreon and we'll get there someday. So now that we're done that with that, that was that was wonderful. Hey, well, Katie, well uh, done. So now that we're done with that part of the show, we're moving on to the next segment, which is going to be our initial uh impressions and first reactions. And first thoughts and, and exactly said and candid. Yes. Candid opinions. Uh, and primeval uh, f- uh, machinations. Um, there it is. So uh, I would like to and have, gold for, drama, for drama's sake, Corey yeah. should go last. Uh, but how about, how, about, how, about, how about some Ali? What did you think about this bitch? So. Are you um, calling him a bitch or, or this bitch? This I mean, bitch. everything like is a bitch. Was there a comma <laughs> after this or no comma? No comma. Okay. No comments. What do you think about this bitch? Right. <laughs> um, uh, this bitch, in fact, uh, was uh, a massive pleasure to read. Uh, it it kind of uh, it really picked at my at my nerdy bone. If that's a thing. You're nerd on. Uh, you're you're, you're raging nerd on. Basically, like I'm a huge fan <laughs> of like hard sci-fi and like if you're also a fan of like civilizations, network systems, assimilations, like all that stuff. I had no idea that it was going to be in an X-Men book, because I haven't read a whole lot of X-Men that are more than just sort of like, yet. oh, what's like the cure for, you know, down in New York City, like having this cosmic scale is 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 pretty amazing uh, because this material can be kind of like dry and stuff uh, in other places. But the fact that it takes place in the X-Men universe with some of my favorite characters makes it such a pleasure to not only like pleasure to read and and be with the characters, but also it makes sort of like learning about those concepts, like really interesting. Um, and like, I felt immediately invested with a lot of what was going on. Uh, and of course there's a lot of like mind blow moments in this for me mind as well. Um, and I'll, and I'll save the spoilery stuff for later, but, mm-hmm. um, I had a huge blast and, and I hope I can only hope that this is the direction that like the movies go in one day. Uh, and with Feige as CEO of all of Marvel, I hope there is some sort of grand plan with the reset and all this stuff. So we'll see, but I, I, I'm very pleased. I'm, with this I'm very hopeful, but I'm very pessimistic about it. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Don't say this is house of powers of X. This is the house. It's like, that's not the house. Then they just tear his house. X powers of 10. And it's yeah. like, Oh, but if, if, if I were <laughs> to ever, like, War. be a kid, like, if I were to ever, like, be a kid that was, like, one day it would be amazing that, like, if these heroes were on screen, like, this, that's how I feel about, like, this story and, like, the way that these characters are set up in the X-Men oh, yeah. universe. I'm like, I just want some of the costumes, I want these. baby. Yeah. I want, I want more. No more so. that teasing comic, ac- comic accurate costumes at the end of movies to get rid of them in the next movie. None of that shit <laughs> will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no more exactly. of that. There was, like, four of those happened, oh, and I boy. just... Blue balls. Anyway, so, na- so next person, let's have let's have Caitlin go. Uh, this was a very interesting experience. Um, 
I do pray tell. Love so many things in this comic. Like there are elements of like reincarnation and space and uh uh like uh, amassing intelligence as as Spoilers. a being. Um uh I'm not I'm not talking about Very what vague. and how yeah, and yeah. why. I'm just saying there are elements of it in there. She's trailering this shit. Uh <laughs> yes I am. And <laughs> she just named uh, all the comic book tropes. Yeah, I'm just naming a bunch of things. That's all. They're um, all here. They're, there's they're costumes. All here there's powers. <laughs> there's texts. There's, there's people. There's talk, humor. There's, there's a house and heart. Uh, uh, yeah, but like I, I view this as like a story of hope and progress. But at the time that I read it, it made me really sad. Uh, and I will get the into that in effect. full later because yeah. it's very spoilery. Stay tuned yeah. after our. Stay uh, tuned for more if you want to hear why it was real sad. After our sponsor <laughs> announcement, really, really making that exciting there, Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Um, so, first impressions. Uh, when I when this first was, I want to say airing. No, when this was first being published, um, I remember in the Nerd on Discord. Um, David, me and David Barry, David Barry, <laughs> and uh, Corey, and really the whole comic uh, channel was going wild about this, and it was probably I think it was just about like of halfway sp- spoiler redacted text. Yeah, it was just Discord. black. <laughs> it was just black the whole time, and I never, I never would undo the spoiler thing. I would just okay, this sounds really cool. And so I started subscribing to it on Comixology, and I started What's reading. Comixology? Through, What's Comixology? What's um, Comixology? And oh. I started reading it, we and I was like, that. <laughs> "Holy shit, this is really good." Um, before that, I hadn't read much X Men at all, if any, really, uh, except for like when the X Men were like in uh, other events. Um, and so I hadn't or the read, one we read for yeah this. So I hadn't read anything that was like like the Infinity series, like part the part of the X Men were in that. Um, mm-hmm. But th- it was so cool to get this experience, this story for my quote first all X Men all the time experience because I know that it was it was groundbreaking, and I know that there was a lot of things that Hickman did for this and. It was a joy to read. It was one of those things that kind of like the old, uh, you know, when your TV shows would come out each week or whatnot, um, where <laughs> yeah. you're like, ooh, the next one, the next one's here. It's the way that I feel about Spawn right now. Ooh, the next the next issue is here. Um, and then reading it again, it was such a it was such a joy to read it again, like all the way through, like not having to wait for the next issue. Yeah. Um, but everything about this i loved uh we'll we'll get into that in terms of favorite parts but the overall experience of reading this book was or this this lineup was uh, amazing i really really enjoyed it all right Mm -hmm. um so um second to last and probably the most least um so (laughs) i okay josh so i know you're saying oh david barry and Corey would talk about it bitch you know who got Corey his first fucking issue this motherfucker right here. I don't know where he is on my screen. <laughs> All right. But he's um, there. 
because so One this is this is this is this is let me let me tell you all some real quick. Everyone, the tell nation, me, all of our listeners, like you, um, I'm gonna say this. So um, he even got I'm, me Krakoa seeds. I just want to throw that out. Yeah, there. if I'm super into like movies and Batman. Corey's into like movies and X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, that sounds right. It's not wrong. accurate. It's so um, like I made a trip to, or I don't know what the fuck. I, I think I was just making like I think this is when I was working at my last job, and I would honestly every Wednesday go to a comic book store, and I think I heard a little bit of like um, I follow certain comic book you know YouTubers on Twitter, and everyone's talking about Hawks Pox, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And like House and Powers mm-hmm. of X. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me take a look. And I was like, and then everyone's like, this is the fucking new status quo. And it's Jonathan Hickman. If you know who Jonathan Hickman is, it's not a spoiler, but this is pretty much like the third part of his like ultimate trilogy. And the first part would start with Fantastic Four. Second would be Hickman. And then it would, or it would be Avengers. And then it would be um, X-Men. So you you hear Hickman's Fantastic Four, Hickman's Avengers, Hickman's X-Men. And so that's like- It's a reason for that. (laughs) There's a re- and the thing that's great is that okay cool these are different things and they have his polish and they're great but no bitch they're fucking connected in such a way so that technology that's uh, developed in Fantastic Four plays in part to the events in the Avengers and then the events in the Avengers play in part to what happened to the uh, X Men in this comic book yeah so I got Corey his um his first issue not even even reading it <laughs> I was no. like here you go bro he's like I'm here's a, the first I, printing I got an issue now- one. Here's an issue one. I have the entire first printing of House and Powers of X <laughs> and, collection. Uh, and then, like, I made one trip up to Sacktown, and I uh, visited one of my good friends, uh, Sea Fish, Chris Fisher, a.k.a. Calm Down Warning, or Central Romeo. I don't know what he His Twitter shit's <laughs> all fucked up. But he's a dope dude. Um, and him and I just hung out, and we just talked about comic books and shit. And he, he's always got, like, a really cool uh, uh, finger on the pulse of comic books. And him and I always fucking disagree about shit. But he's like, hey, man. He's like, you guys send yourself some Krakoa seeds? I was like, what, what, what? And he's like, Krakoa seeds, baby. You got to get ready for, you know, when they come. And, you know, you got to get your own, you know, passport to it. So I was like, oh, sure. And he gave me a pack. And then I was like, this is really cool. But you know who would like it more? Motherfucking Powers. Corey Powers. So um, <laughs> I gave it to him. And uh, anyway, so reading this comic book. Um, I said I can, when we get a house, I can grow it. And grow them all in the front, it. which I'm very excited for. In the front yard. Big deal. <laughs> he'll call it Kurt. Oh. Um, but uh, I reading this comic book, um, it's so freaking good. For anyone that's like, oh, maybe I should get into comic books, they mention things in here that like have um, implications to the story. But if you're brand new to X-Men and the comic books, this is a wonderful place to start because um, they sometimes just break the story. And I was like, here is the information. And so it's not very typical like most comic books where it's just like story, 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 story. I don't know what's happening. Who's this character? What's going on? Is there a tie-in event? It's very much like here is for the high-end people who like, you know, if you know the references, it's fucking great. If you don't know the references, it's also fucking great. So Mm -hmm. um, can't recommend this to anybody enough. Um, And this all spawned Dawn of X and Excalibur and X-Force. And my favorite one out of what came out of this is Marauders. Um, yes. and, uh, yeah. So what it does and and just how it like plays your greatest hits of X-Men. That's what Ali also, should read. Yeah. It, and it plays Marauders. your greatest hits of X-Men. Yeah. Marauders pretty, pretty, is, pretty mm, pretty let me tell you something. Pride, baby. Okay. Uh, Might it plays your greatest hits, but also gives a great launching point to develop characters in ways that feel like, oh, this makes sense why the X-Men are so isolated from the rest of the Marvel universe. 
and you know in a very profound way. So um, that's it. That's me. Go so ahead. now to me. Tom got me my first one, and uh, at the time I was working this desk job that just allowed me to read comics uh, because I would see three people a day, uh, and I absolutely fell in love. And I was telling Tom during the run of this that I hadn't bought weekly comics for like 10 years, and this series got me on a list, on a pickup list at my local comic book shop because they knew I'd be coming in every Wednesday to pick up the new issue of uh, Hickman's House of X and Powers of Ten. Being someone who is an X-Men fan since I was a little kid, there is a lot of... I'm, I'm cautious to word, use the word fan service because it's not necessarily fan service in the way that you would think, but it rewards fans who have... New fans, but fans who have been a, a fan of this series for a long time like myself. It's not necessarily fan service. Fan reward, I guess. Uh, it's Homage. a lot of things that that people like myself were like completely speechless by things we thought we'd never see things we we've always thought would be kind of cool like it it kind of hits every mark i didn't know i wanted hit uh and i i every i think almost every single issue left me with going like what the how the fuck are they gonna do this (laughs) how did this what um, and just the way it's written is, is a very, uh, I, I, I almost want to say Nolan-esque kind of way of, of writing a comic book in the best way possible, where it does have that, that like, oh, here's some information, uh, in the future. And then we're going to go back and be like, oh, that's why. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so I, I really loved it. And, and to, to get to the point of this all is, is. X-Men has been a mess for the last couple of years. And as far as their continuity goes, uh, by, by, by no one's fault, uh, writers just got to pick what they wanted and what they liked and they could ignore some things or whatever. And so the thing that Jonathan Hickman has done here with the reset and kind of putting his foot down and being like, these are the Omega Mutants. And that's that. Is very, very, very refreshing. Uh, and, and I've said it on our, our update episodes, but like, if you were looking for a place to jump in house and powers was the perfect reset for all of this. Uh, and it, it just took characters in places I just never thought I would see. And I'm, I am just, Ill- I, to this, like I've read this three or four times and watched the comics explained like twice. And I'm just, I can't get enough of it. In in many ways, it's like a, it's, it's like almost like the perfect X-Men Bible. In a sense, it, it's, it's the new Bible. It's the new Bible, <laughs> the Bible. and it's it's, it's laid Bible. a very, very, very solid foundation yeah. for for everything that's launched since. Um, and put everyone in a very, put the X Men in a very unique position that I can't remember a time that they've been in ever. So, wow, that's that. Um, so with that, everyone the comic. that might give everyone some ideas of what the Grump uh, numbers are going to be. Um, so we'll move on to our next two segments, which are going to be our brief synopsis, the synopsis, blah, 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 um, and then which is our be difficult productions. <laughs> um, and the synopsis will be read by moi, and it's not going to be difficult because I'm going off of Comicsology's website. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to go to Comicsology, go to comicsology.com/backslash. 
No. Nerd on. No, it's <laughs> Nerd on to <laughs> IO backslash comicsology. Halfway through, I was like, this is wrong. Slash login and sign it. Nerd on to IO backslash comicsology. So. <clears throat> House and powers of. Or House of X, powers of 10. Collects powers of. Oh, fuck this. So face the future and face and fear the future. As superstar writer Jonathan Hickman, Infinity, New Avengers, and Fantastic Four changes everything for the X-Men. In House of X, Charles Xavier reveals his master plan for mutant kind. One that will bring mutants out of humankind's shadow, shadows and into the light once more. Meanwhile, Powers of Ten reveals mutant kind's secret history. Changing the way you will look at every X-Men story before and after. But after Xavier sows the seeds of the past, oh wait, no, sows the seeds of the past, the X-Men's future blossoms into trouble for all mutantdom. Stories intertwine, intertwine, intertwine on an epic scale. I know, right? Uh, I've always had that. Stories (laughs) intertwine on an epic scale as Jonathan Hickman reshapes the X-Men's past, present, and future. There's no Oxford comma. I'm a little upset about that. Um, But, um... Yeah, so it's a it's a paradigm shift. It's a brand new thing. Um, hilarity will ensue, and um, it'll uh, start several fucking new comic books for uh, X Men, which all in a new direction. So it's pretty dope. And they're all very good. They're all still very good right now. I'm very uh, happy about it. Caitlin, can you do us the pleasure of the production, please? Yes. Uh, this publication comes to you from Marvel, who's done what? the Fantastic Four. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Star Wars and Howard the Duck. Uh, the writer is Jonathan Hickman, who did East of West, Black Monday Murders, Fantastic Four. Uh, the artist for House of Ten, it's the penciler is Pepe Larraz, who did Star Wars, Kanan, uh, Wolverine, and the X-Men, uh, The Mighty Thor. The Powers of Ten penciler was R.B. Silva, who did Amazing Spider-Man, Unworthy Thor, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. The colorist was Marte Garcia, who did Cable, Avengers vs. X-Men, Marvel Adventures, and Iron Man. Uh, the publication came from July 2019 to October of 2019. Um, the series order was issues 1 through 6 of House of X, Powers of 10. And there were over a million copies sold across the 12 issues, ranging from 100 to 150k per issue. You're Damn. welcome, Marvel. It's a lot. These, I just wanted to... The art in these, these are my two favorite covers, is... Those are variants. Fucking amazing. Yeah, they're variants. I am not someone who needs the... If I like a variant, I'm buying the variant. Oh. And the fact that they had a matching uh, Marvel Girl and... Apocalypse. Holding the cocoa flower. Like, (laughs) Mm. Variants uh, the variants are, are one of those things where it's like, this is the embellishing. This is me going out of my way to like support the comic book just so I could look at one picture. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I mean, so that's good. what it was. <laughs> the nice thing is the shout out to Black Cat Comics here in uh, Magnolia Park. He gave me, because I would go in as soon as he opened before, before work, um, which was nice. And he would let me choose the variants I wanted. And so I have some that are just the standard cover and then I have some that are just I couldn't resist some variants. And I, I know there's some pure collectors out there. No, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I got, I got. As long the, as I got a first printing, I'm happy. I got a couple variants of Spawn 300 and Batman 1000. I'm, I, I feel you, baby. Yeah. Um. So Spawn 300 and Batman 1000. Yeah. It's really big because Spawn is an independently owned comic book. The yeah. artist mm-hmm. owns it, and it's never stopped. There's never a hiatus. So it's. It's wow. about you, one of those, huh? 
Uh, I got you gave me one, and then I bought like two more or something like that. Um, so that <laughs> brings us out of spoiler-free territory and into spoiler-full Krakoa. Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler full, spoiler rich. So let's talk about it. Our favorite parts, favorite characters, our qualms, and then our I ratings. I hear first. I um, hear what? Favorite parts. I'm okay, excited. okay. I'll, I'll, hold on, hold on. I've Everyone, been waiting for this. You have no right, idea. Right here, I got these these bookmarks Tabs? with our, wow. our business cards in there, baby. You Smart know, staying on brand. So <laughs> I can't open my comics anymore because let's, they're first printed. Let's open the first <laughs> wow. one. Let's, what's the first? No, There's some the that are one. worth like, like this one here next to me. This number two, Powers of Ten, the only place I could find it was super cheap, but the rest are like 50, 60 bucks for this oh one. Oh my goodness. Wow. For first printing. So this so is like, a, go ahead. Uh, it was like, this is, this is um, in the beginning, in the first issue. Um, and in again, this beginning. is spoiler full. And so what happens, we start out with these United Nation officials going to a Krakoan oh, yeah. embassy. And they're met by the Stepford Cuckoos. If you don't know who they are, they are actually like, kind of clones of Emma Frost and they have psychic abilities. Um, and then you they have a white and gray cladded Magneto. Yeah. Who looks fucking baller. Um, and so one of the dudes got a, one of the officials has a gun on him. And um, the set for cuckoos lets Magneto know that that happens. And um, the official says, I wasn't going to use it. It was only for protection. And Magneto says, of course, that's how it always starts. No, some would be offended at a wolf presenting itself as a sheep, but I've learned hard lessons from your kind, so I know the truth. You are all wolves. And I I say this. I say I this. It, I, say a, I say it. I Tom's say it. Doing thing. That's the same where the sun's behind him. Yeah. And he's like, it's, oh, it's, so, it's and, so dope. And it's it's so gangster. Um, and I say this. I've been standing on Magneto, Magneto all this time because this motherfucker been through it. He's seen the worst in humankind and has never forgotten those lessons. And to me, I'm like, yo, I Magneto all day, all day. Um, Charles, it's cute. It's sweet, but you gotta, you gotta recognize you who both. you are yeah. in the grand cosm of things. And you should be respected for that. And it's like, we can coexist, but you understand where your place is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Magneto. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, so that's one of my first favorite parts. I, I pass the torch. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah. Who's next? I'm enjoying all of this. Um, I I got plenty. Yeah, I'll so wait. don't worry about it. I um one of my I mean my favorite issue I think is probably issue three of House or issue three which is House however yeah. that is said. Um, issue three of House. Yeah, House just, of X. um going through the different lines of Moira X was pretty fascinating. Mm. Um oh the number two is, number is two. It, Okay. Yeah, I think I'm looking at the collection. So it's and it all calls a little timey wimey. This one. Yeah. Two of six. The Uncanny Life of Moira X is the title. Yeah. That I love that issue because it, it's like it blew my mind and I hadn't really known anything about that character and then so meeting Destiny and that like, was a huge deal because mm-hmm. yeah up until Hickman wrote this Moira McTaggart has been a human who's basically in support or assumed to be a human yeah. basically in, she in was support of, like a of the geneticist. X-Men. She, yeah. she was a, you know, in love with Charles and that kind of stuff. She was in new so mutants. This is huge. Yeah. In the X-Men world. This was like a, everyone freaked out that, that this character that's been around for 40, 50 years as a human, is just like canonly now a mutant and it works. It's kind of like, like if mm-hmm. Lois out of nowhere is like a descendant of a Kryptonian. 
It's yeah. Like, whoa, yeah. Whoa, it has always whoa. been. Uh, and it's believable that yeah. it was like maybe always there. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. did it in a way that's that he wrote it in a way that was just like, all right, let me let me find the cracks and I'll. And uh, it's kind of it's almost poking fun at the continuity as well. It's yeah. using that messy continuity that X Men has well, always had. It's kind of to like, be what, like I'll explain it. Check it's, this it's, out. It's like what uh, it's like what uh, Marcus and uh, the writers for Endgame were like. You didn't like Age of Ultron and Dark and Dark War. They're we're going to make those now. important now. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh shit, babe. Um, yeah, but that led me to like what is actually my favorite moment in this comic, which is in issue five. It's it's the comic where it's the issue where you're going through and it's you're following Nimrod and apocalypse and, and they're mm-hmm. fighting and it's in the far future. And then you just get to that moment where you realized, Oh shit. Like, they're like, you know, this is what you do or whatever. And she takes it and that's her life there. And then she starts the next life oh, with like Wolverine? that. Yeah. What's that? With T- Wolverine. They wake her up essentially. Yeah. And they're just like, here's the info. Yeah. Bye. Go die. I was like, that's heavy. And also, it's it's a big deal to see Apocalypse, like, fail. Yeah. Because Which, there, there's a question ahead. to that. There's a question to that. Because in comic books, he has gone against, like, Thors. Not Thor. Thors. Yeah. Several Thors. And, like, whooped ass. And so yeah. I'm like, oh. is he really that strong, Nimrod? But, you know, again, this you have to... Point, it's yeah, the, and, yeah and that's, I think that's and that, to show that. Yeah, and that's cool because you take a character whose fucking name is Nimrod <laughs> yeah, and make yeah. him like gangster as shit. I never encountered that character before. Days and of Future so Past, baby. Yeah. I learned a lot about like Mother Molds and all this stuff. And then oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is really fascinating. That was one of my, I'm the Moira thing was one of my favorite moments in this in this thing here. Ollie, I'm surprised that you, one of your favorite parts weren't the diagrams explaining like the technarchs and oh, they the were. fucking... I was yeah, like, language. And- I'm in love with all the like interstitials between chapters on this, like all that the infographics. Like- That's what I kind of meant by like it's it's sort of like a new Bible where you can reference all these charts and like they basically was- mapped out X Men for the next thousand years, and then we get to play around inside that thousand years and whichever. I was part of a Discord community that was decoding the. the there's a message in the back of every single. Oh yeah. Uh, um, what comic? There's a, a message in the back that hints at what's next. And mm-hmm. I remember the one that we finally, the Discord finally figured out was about uh, introducing. And it said, up next, uh, what was it? Oh, my God. Anyway, it was it wild. It was wild to be a part of this, people trying to figure out the Krakoan. Because there's a Krakoan message in the back of every single issue. And I think oh. by like issue four or five, uh, they had figured out that, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Apocalypse. Uh, no, where there's like 12 of him and he's, they made him crazy in this and he's usually. Oh, oh Sinister. Uh, oh, Sinister. Yeah. Sinister. Yeah. It said up next something Sinister. Mm. And people mm. were like, what? Mr. Sinister's come to this? And then the way that they did him, I'm in love with forever mm-hmm. now. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, every time they had the little information blog, I was like, oh, add this to my grimoire. This feels just like Destiny. <laughs> I love like the, uh, like yep. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the apocalypse thing. With like the four horsemen and mm-hmm. who's what, and being like, yeah, yeah, this is great reference <laughs> reference material. Yeah. Um, and like Magneto, but not Magneto. It's like a anyway. yeah, it's a I genetic wanna hybrid. Kind of mm-hmm. add on to like Ali, like your part of your favorite part. There are a few scenes within that that I really really love. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. The guy that has the mask and she removes it. 
Um, yeah. Um, um, he's really explosive. It's, <laughs> a, it's a singularity and like just that whole full spread of an explosion. But then oh, yeah, a yeah. few pages later when um, Wolverine goes to wake Moira and he's force feeding the information to her and this ends her um, her ninth life. It was the artwork because if you look at Wolverine and you look at the singe marks it looks like the artist actually just used their thumb print. And it was really, yeah. it was just a really cool detail that. of like the singe marks are fingerprints. Oh, cool. And it's just it's, a cool use of their tools. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I just, when I saw that, I, I just reread it and just kept looking at it. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Um, That's dope. And the, like the end of that scene, it's like the silhouette and the colors and the light, like he's he's killing Moira, but it's it's a really cool looking cell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, oh man! But and then the 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 whole mother mold uh, sequence of mm-hmm. like the the destruction and just everything that and the weight of everything that happens during that and characters disintegrating and like. The moment between one of my favorite things I wrote down was the moment between Wolverine, Wolverine and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah, it's it's a friendship that I've always loved within that's canon that these two guys who seemingly should not be best friends somehow understand each other more than anyone else. And so this moment of this this creature who has been called a demon whose faith is stronger than pretty much anything or anyone. Uh, and always finds the positive within things is best friends with this, basically this immortal who's never had to face death in a sense. And he's just having this thing. Like, do you think there'll be a a spot for me uh, on the other side? And he's just going, you know what? I'll be there waiting for you. Like when you wake from this earthly slumber. Yeah. It's such a sweet moment. And I, you know, Tom and everyone here knows this, that Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters. So this really powerful at the time, again, not knowing what was in store in the next comics, watching these two characters who I love dearly, obviously I'm wearing a Wolverine shirt right now, uh, die, but have this moment together was really, really cool. And how they did it too, like teleporting out there, knowing that yeah, just like, Oh yeah, there, there, it reminds me of, there's a moment. I forget what saga it was. I think it's, I think it's Hickman Avengers where they're fighting beyonders and beyonders are like fucking killing celestial pop, like, beings like eternity and the uh living tribunal and uh hyperion and thor are like going in and they see them they're on the edge of their universe seeing another universe end and then like um they're like both like now bromancy and then um hyperion's kind of this young dude who's like i don't know what to do and then um at the end of the adventure they're like bros they're like there and then um hyperion says um i'll see you in valhalla and then thor says He's, he says, like, sir or son or something. He's like, I'll race you there. And they yeah. fucking, and then, like, a giant black hole explosion happens. And it's like, it's like the really it's well like done deaths yeah. are super cool, especially when they're done in camaraderie and not like, I'm a leaf in the wind kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because those are stupid ones where it's like, yeah, it served a purpose and they died for the cause, which was great. And they had a warrior's death and it feels good. Yeah. And it was their choice. But, um, um in sense. Uh, the my probably my favorite like dialogue uh between two characters is just before uh everybody's prepping to go to the mother mold uh this mission and Wolverine's kind of like he he's 
speaking about the humans and all that kind of stuff. And Jean Grey says, they're not soldiers in the war, Logan. They're just scientists. And Wolverine's response is, just scientists, huh? How exactly do you think humans went from sticks to bombs? Uh, just like, and then yeah. end scene. <laughs> yep. um, Caitlin? Pretty much everything with Moira's storyline. Yeah. Because this... She basically fixed a lot of the problems I have with comic books. Like, that actually made Mm. me like X-Men more because it filled in... Made me like X-Men Like, the thing I've talked about in the past where, like, anime, people are always like, oh, I'm going to make my, like, alternate universe of this. And I feel like that's what comic books are. It's just like... You have your main characters and everything, but it's basically just constantly throwing them in alternate universes. And it's just like, those are self-contained stories. They don't actually affect, but maybe they do, but maybe they don't. But uh, whatever, it's comic books. Like, this was a time where it was like, no, they're all alternate universes, but they're all part of the same overarching through line. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what fixed comic books for me. Um, because and not to say that those things don't have merit on their own. I'm just saying that's what speaks for me personally of like, it was like this, an explanation. So to yeah, speak. yeah, it's an explanation it, for all of these, for those there's, here's one of these like fan servicey type of things that I was talking about when it explains what you're talking about, the, the different timelines, it even s- says so with comic book covers for each era. So you mm. have the first iteration of X-Men Giant and then size. the middle is the Claremont. Uh, you know, giant size X-Men and then it's the Dark Phoenix uh, where Cyclops is the Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, the last 10 years and it says the Dark the dark Era. But uh, it, it, in that. that sense, like seeing that page and seeing that like the history laid out for you is pretty fucking cool. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, Kaylin, but the several comic books but that happen after gonna- this are all different people. So <laughs> the thing is that is like the cool thing that happens with this, it's like it tries to bring it all into like one route and then it's still mm. going to branch out to several trees. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I think what you really, I think, you know, to to combat like comic book, not fatigue, but more of a, where do I start? How do I consolidate with what I don't know? Um, when you follow one artist or one writer, that really helps. So like Batman specifically had a long run with Tom King. Issues one through 85 are all one writer. Mm-hmm. And so one it's story, super contained universe. to that thing. And then if you follow Justice League from issue one till like 60 or something like that, it's like all Scott Snyder. So it's mm-hmm. like right. there there was other things. When you it kind of like hops in between, it gets it does get a little messy. Yeah. And newer the, comic the books are definitely what we trying do to <laughs> as a podcast too makes it seem like comic books are quite messier than we are. Cause we last X-Men we read was from 1983, 1984. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, this definitely. Uh, but out, out of all the things, X Men has had the messiest continuity of all. So this is definitely a I nice mean, way to to ground bring it, it all and be together. Like, it wasn't crazy. Well, I mean, the cool thing yeah. is that what it does it it tells you what you'd need to know to kind of have a continued story of it. And there's enough patterns that humans could recognize. Like that's a son, that's a daughter, that's a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, they show that Wolf, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey are. Um, I guess not in a relationship per se, not explicitly, but they're on good terms. Whereas she's died, she was cloned. There's their clone child became Cable, and then a daughter from another timeline went to go save Cable. 
and then Emma Frost was a dating thing, and then Jean Grey came back, and then Cyclops and them were dating. Now you just, there's Jean Grey, there's Cyclops, there's Cable, and there's, uh, uh, what's her name? Hope Summers. Hope. And so it's like, that's the Brady Bunch like family of the white, Summers family. Whiteboard and went, <laughs> It's now like, it's this. We just have the <laughs> family. We don't need to say where Logan, it came if you from. want to get in that, Tom. If you want to get yeah. into the, the love triangle that oh, is nah. Cyclops. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of Wolverine and, and Jean Grey. It's interesting, too, because they have where there was two cables in the universe where there was old man cable where we see him with the gray hair and there's young boy cable with the brown hair and the white stri- streak and they just kept the young one because the young one killed the old one because the old one pretty much just became plot point device anyways mm-hmm. um one My, other yeah go ahead, go ahead. No, go for it. after after the 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 master mother mold mission um xavier also real quick um i i i first hated how he looked like because he looks so much like the master from the ultimate universe and whoever doesn't know what that is it's reed richards in the ultimate universe where miles morales comes from so it's pretty much like an alternate take of what marvel is the ultimate universe is actually created to be like if this exists in the real world how would it look like and so when characters die there they die forever like oh. tony stark wasn't like i'm gonna wait till i'm 35 and an alcoholic to become a hero he's like i've been making shit baby i made an iron man suit when i was 17 like mm-hmm. that's how that universe works um and the master uh, reed richards is a bad guy and so like when i saw xavier be like that i'm like i don't trust i have no trust <laughs> around this man i don't trust oh <laughs> uh, but the the point that I want to bring up is one of my favorites is after the Master Mold mission, <clears throat> where they see explode. There, there, there is a, a nice no more. Um, but Xavier says, "Every victory, Ash. Every triumph, defeat. They've murdered us so many, so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for those people, for mutants." And then he looks down the ground and says, "No more." And it's like, oh, you know, at what point do the mutants say? Man, fuck y'all. We out. We doing our own thing. And this was that moment. You're like, you're so just. Wow. How how contemporary. How um, on my <laughs> another one of my favorite moments. And I I think I like ran to my phone to text Tom about this because uh, I, <laughs> being an X Men fan, I like Cyclops. Never been my favorite. Uh, Oh, no, always. I always Cyclops. felt kind of how Wolverine feels about Cyclops. Where I'm like, fucking Boy Scout, with like, the stick up his ass. Let's do this. Right. Like, let's be a little more interesting. Uh, so there's this moment where the Fantastic Four capture uh, uh, Sabretooth. Um, Sabretooth. Right. Thank you. I was trying to think of his real name. Um, and uh, they're gonna take him in Creed. to be tried. And Cyclops shows up, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we have uh, uh, immunity, essentially." because we're a new nation, that's the agreement we have. So we're just going to take him. Uh, and Reed Richards is like, no, he like killed a bunch of people and tried to steal our data. So um, no, we're going to go ahead and take him. And then there's this tense moment where they're just kind of standing and looking at each other. And Cyclops is just having this like, is it worth it kind of moment. And then he goes, okay. And he has this little gleam in his, his visor where he's like, all right, fair enough. We'll get him anyway. Uh, anyway, tell your son that there's a place for him to call home when he's ready. And it's just this like big fuck you because uh, Sue Storms and Reed Richards' son is a mutant. Franklin. Uh, yeah, and he's an Omega mutant as well. And so, uh, or is he now? Yes, he is. He, he yeah. for sure He's like the is. Omega mutant. Uh, so having that kind of like, yeah, you win. Also tell your kid that his family's waiting. 
is is this coolest <gasps> Cyclops has ever been for me. And this yeah. entire series, well, I was like, Cyclops is legit right now. Like I mean, this is this it, is the one I want. You're you're I mean, I'm gonna say this. I, I feel like you're not selling it enough because it was like there was super tense, and then all of a sudden Cyclops was like, all right, man. It was yeah, like so like, like <laughs> oh fuck. Like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you everyone right now. If y'all sleep I thought on, they were gonna fight. If you sleep on Cyclops, this motherfucker, his eyes aren't beams. His eyes no. are portals to an energy dimension. Yeah. Oh. And so like huh. toppling fucking like continents is like probably an easy feat. I remember for this when dude. Tom explained that to me because I didn't know that. I was like, they're laser yeah, beams. That's what's either. going thought, on. And he yeah, explained I he no. Had just little laser eyes. Oh. <laughs> In uh, my honest opinion. He could take out the Fantastic Four like He's, that. If everyone and there was a comic book yes. that happened, it was Avengers versus X Men, and it's like X Men would destroy them. What are you fucking talking yeah. about? Like, <laughs> not one of these Avengers are telepaths. No, <laughs> like shut down, done. Uh, and then, so it was. A, it's a big moment to see this guy who could just be like, I could do what I want. Just be like, ah, uh, it's fine. And they just send Emma Frost to go. Be legal about it in that moment. In that yeah. moment, trial, was fucking like, dope too. Yeah. How like about the, 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 the like, actual trial? Oh, the oh the how we're gonna judge it, oh. be judge and jury and executioner for for this. Well, oh, yeah. I was gonna say just the when silent council. Yeah. That's well, yes. the quiet council. Sorry. Thank you. I love it when fucking Lothlorien. Basically, I love it like Emma Frost bringing Creed back, and then there's that one agent who has her weapon trained on Emma Frost is like. I'm gonna let you pretend that you could have stopped me, and I'm and I'm gonna walk away from this. It's like, oh, what? Like that is some <laughs> big dick energy or big yeah. clit energy for the women. You know what I'm saying? Let's like, that's well, Eva Frost can do that. She's terrifying. She, out of out of all the villains in the X Men universe, she is like top two for me. She like, is, she, she is like the number three in terms of telepathy. Yeah, and so it's like I I you know like and, so and plus she's like so cool and badass, but so. Wait, wait, let's talk about the Quiet Council. Yeah, okay. So this is a big moment as far as like X-Men fans go. Seeing Apocalypse part of team that shit. up and like willingly like they're like, I need you to say it. I need you to say well, the first like, we're part of this. Well, well first when he first comes in and then he's like, Why would I go against you? You have finally become what I've always wanted you. I was like, Hell yeah, motherfucker. Daddy approves. Daddy approves. And so they're like, Are we cool? And he it, it says actually he felt says a little like, bittersweet at that moment, but it was good. I'm sorry, Corey, go ahead. No, no, no. That's exactly it. Like, it was dope to see, to see, like, it's so exciting to see Magneto and Charles pair up. It's not the first time, mm -hmm. but this is the most in-depth pair up, like, on the same level. Like, Magneto goes, defer to Charles for things, which I've, I can't remember ever reading. Like, just go, Charles has this. Uh, but then to see Apocalypse come in and be like, yeah, let's, let's all do this together. And everyone's like, totally copacetic about it and they gave uh emma a spot and like it was this that whole quiet council scene was just unreal for me like i literally had to keep picking my job off the floor so i could keep reading and not drool on my comic i also one thing just to kind of talk about the world of krakoa and how it's a mutant island and, and cypher um, cypher fucking knows how to Coming talk to in. it and but like also i think this is an ollie point to me like this feels so perfect for like Overworld, this is where your character spawns in. You get the yeah. missions from the fucking place where they were monitoring the Master Mold <laughs> mission, where mm -hmm. it's like Storm and I forget who else has to like control the water. And then it makes a face of Jean Grey and she tells him what's going on. And I was like, that's some fucking dope 
yeah. like technology. One hundred percent play that yeah. MMO, right? Uh, and so, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, like speaking of Storm, like her checking all the clones and mm. presenting them to oh, the yeah. to right. the mutants, when being like, "This like, is your brother, as you know him." Or, yeah, it was so cool. The five and the whole resurrection sequence, like that, was like. That was crazy. I, I love I love the, the interpersonal between Cyclops and Storm, where it's like I used to think I was the leader, and then I learned from you that I wasn't. And then she says, "Well, I also learned from you." And I was like, "That's the thing where it's like, it's so cool to have all of the X people, all the mutants coalesce in one place, working towards the th- their three um, their three rules, their their laws of mutant kind." Um, and so, like, if there are going to be issues, it's going to be within them. And it, it's, uh, it's 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 they, it's really Hickman cool. also did something really wonderful here, where we, he made some of the most underappreciated mutants, like Gold Balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one took him seriously before this. He made them the most important. Yeah. He was like, they're, oh, they're by the part, way, yeah. they they control the fact that the mutants can survive. Yeah. I I also because like, they even explain it separately. They're like nothing. And um, no one knew that I the gold eggs. balls. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew they were eggs until yeah. until this came. Like, it's Unfertilized just, eggs. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this is brilliant. Like, way to use a weakness as a strength. Um, I feel like the 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 whole reincarnation scene. The thing that keeps popping up my mind when I th- popping up in my mind when I think about it is like what it must have felt like in the Star Trek universe when they the first like did teleportation correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, essentially, it blew my mind when I first heard about this. But like, you basically die and get rematerialized, mm-hmm. and then just like basically remember who you were there. The, so this is taking that well, yeah, and going cerebral, a step Well, not further. even there, right before that. Right, like yeah. this is not going from ship to planet, planet to ship. This is like reality to reality. That, like, that, yeah, there. I studied that actually in my philosophy Some classes. Prestige type shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, And that was called the. Is it physical continuity or, or psychological continuity? Which one actually defers of who are you? Who are you really? Because if you think about right. it, if it's physical, like after like forty or some years, the cells in your body are completely different than the ones that you, you were born with. So like, are mm-hmm. you still you? Or are you a different person? But it's like if you took your brain and put it into another person's body, are you still you? Or are you? You know, like, what, at what line are you not you anymore? Where's that? Yeah. Can we oh. also just appreciate a mobile Cerebro for a second? I, I want to say this. Oh, I, yeah. say, I loved His the conversation VR he had with headset. Forge. Yeah. And he was saying, like, you know, combined it with, um, what was the um, the alien race that they, they hang out with all the time? Um, the one that oh, Xavier... Blue dude? Xavier, no. Xavier always has like sexual relations with one of the girls. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's that, it's that alien race. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you, think of so right Forge now. is like, uh, you can't do this. You can't copy everyone's brains and make backups. And it has to be of every week. It has to everything in their lives and all that stuff. And it's like, there's no human technology that could do that. Um, and he's like, but this kind of technology does exist. Um, so it was like, uh, Shi'ar. Shi'ar. Shi'ar technology. Yep. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. It kind of it's makes you wonder brilliant. how many like backup hard drives he's got, well, <laughs> like sitting in the closet well, somewhere. It also, it also sets it up for like, what if someone finds it? What yeah. if someone yeah. finds yeah. it and then starts implementing these drones or droids, or making or, changes to the memories, or making changes to memories, Ooh. or bring, bringing Ooh, back like bringing back evil Cyclops, you know, bringing back yeah. you know, um, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, like when back. Xavier was like no powers, and it was like, what do you what do you do? In those moments mm-hmm. so it, it yeah. does a lot of cool things um one another specific thing that i want to bring up um 
is uh, Rasputin at the very well. This is like a specific lineage. Sorry. Um, at the very end, practically when the five have res- resurrected the people who died, um, nations are now starting to recognize Krakoa. Um, Xavier and Magneto take a moment to se- like kind of just take in the moment, and they're seeing the fireworks and the celebration, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, Magneto says some dope ass shit. Yeah, and um, it's pretty much like um, Xavier's like, "This is the start," and then, um, but we have to we have to do more and hope that things will just follow suit. And uh, pretty much Xavier's like, "If I die, what will you do?" Um, and uh, it's pretty much like. What's going to happen? Are we going to continue this journey together? Um, and uh, Magneto's like, then I will die for it. And if I fall, then you will raise me up. And I will show this world what a real mutant is. And then Xavier says, keep talking like that. You're going to you're gonna be sure to elicit a response. And then Magneto, in fucking, you know, big dick energy he's got, is like, I am not ashamed of what I am. Let them try to stop us this time. And then Xavier echoes that shit and says, yes, let them try. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, they are not. That's a big <laughs> moment. It's like, it, to me, again, it's like Xavier and Magneto. Like, the fact that Magneto is the more coarse person and will take more physical action. Common and, goal, but and, different. Yeah. And, Mag- and Xavier's always been like peace and harmony. And it's like, they both understand it's like, you have to talk softly, but still carry a fucking big stick. Mm-hmm. And it's like that wonderful. It's, you know, the, the, the benefit of Moira. <laughs> Uh, knowing Charles and being able to pass all her memories on to not only him but Magneto as well. Those uh, also those pages. I was gonna say that was gonna be Magneto my next. just having that like flush of watching himself and him him and Charles trying to save the mutants and fail repeatedly over and over and over and over again no matter what they do. That was gonna be my next a favorite beautiful parts. page is yeah. any any time that she is revealing something and their reactions of like mm-hmm. <gasps> oh damn oh shit yeah. Yeah, um, like I can't even imagine what that would feel like to just watch all of that and have that in your brain all of a sudden. Uh, it's 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 just, yeah, it's very exciting to see the X Men be on top for once. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so bizarre, and at the same time, you're just like, this feels right. <laughs> I'm gonna also jump on the why they're on top. So cocoa seeds. They developed mm-hmm. a drug that will literally eliminate any type of disease known to man overnight. And yeah. so in order to be recognized by United Nations, they have to have some kind of trade. And I really like that. I forget which council, but it's the one that Emma Frost and Sebastian Stan have, Sebastian Shaw have. And I'm not going to spoil who the third member is because you'll find that out in Marauders um, of, the, of them. They're mainly uh, created so they can do black market fucking drugs. Yeah, and bring these drugs to other other nations to influence them. And the and drugs like, do different things for mutants than they do for humans. Yeah, which is cool. And I was like, to me, I was like, this is civilization. Like I've played civilization so many times. Like this is literally what you do. You get involved in the city states, and the moment someone goes to war with you, all your city states come out and fucking help you fight. But also, it's just like this. My one of my favorite fucking lines is it goes through all of the world where Xavier is talking to them tele, uh, tele- telepathically, and he says like. What have you done? And he says, like, you know, hey, everyone, announce to the world, um, we have these drugs. And these drugs will make your life better. And a long time ago, I would have given this freely. And um, because all I wanted you to do was love me. All I wanted to do was love you in return. But Mm. you slowly made me realize that that was a lie. And so, too, um, all your dreams will fall and all that stuff. 
So while you slept, you thought you would wake up and the world would be the same. But when you slept, you woke up and the world had changed. And I was just like, it, it was the most bonery moment I've had in such a long time for like reading comic books. I was like, my, yeah. God, like, uh, uh, it's so good. It's uh. I, the other thing I want to bring up is the uh, basically hybrid mutants from Powers of Ten, mm. uh, like Rasputin, who is a mix of Colossus, oh yeah, Magic, and, and Nightcrawler. Which is so, aka super pacifist. <laughs> the the cool. Well, she's no, no, not him. Oh, okay. Rasputin, the girl, because yeah. she can create portals as well. Yeah, is is the coolest mix of like I I that was probably one of my favorite things to emerge from this was was the character of Rasputin, just seeing magic and Colossus in one badass mutant uh, was was really really cool. And the theory behind like the diminishing returns almost mm. on these these hybrid mutants they were trying to create in order to protect the world. Uh, I just really dug that, that storyline. And well, then, yeah, the super pacifist Nightcrawler. Yeah, I, I liked how it, it was a little like a eugenics-y where it's like um, My Hero Academia with Todoroki, right? And so like you do sometimes get really good turnout where it's like these are really great powers to have, but then quote-unquote the offside is like you can't have these Omega Power, you know, powered mutants who are just monster machines. You'll have Rasputin mm-hmm. who's dope as fuck but then you'll have the priest guy who's like i don't i don't fight. fight yeah so mm-hmm. it's, it's very interesting there's like support class essentially yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we can go around more round of favorite yeah, yeah. parts i think we got to go to characters soon and then okay yeah, I, I got, got one, one i got one more i'll, go ahead, I'll do mine last and it's, I'll, I'll, it, i'm done go ahead. it's more of a it at the end of the version that i have from comiXology i don't know if it's in the the hardback version of the full collection i'll tell you they they have variants and um i love the scotty young variants mm. um they're kind of um they're kind of in the style they're they're almost oh, chibi they're like Cal- calvin and hobbs yeah calvin and yeah. hobbs thank you um but it's really they they're really i'm going to say those this word sold they're really cute. quick i barely <laughs> saw those yeah um, they're really neat and, and, and a lot of fun, but, uh, I really dug those and all the variants that are in the back, like my God, the, so the good. Variants, the variants I would want are the ones that have all of like all of Cyclops throughout the ages, all of Jean Grey throughout the ages. Like, oh, there was also some really cool variants I wanted that looked like nineties toys box art. Mm. Oh. Did you see those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a Nightcrawler one I really wanted, but they didn't send it to my comic book shop. So thanks Marvel. Thanks. More, like, um, more like thanks diamond comics distributors yeah my uh my i mean like tom said i could go on and on and on but we another thing go. that uh <laughs> that really stuck out to me was the minister mr sinister scene and oh. uh getting the <laughs> different personality i thought this was the greatest take on that character it made me the most interested i'll say that kind of just out of his mind kind of does whatever he wants and this one Mr. Sinister is like, no, I'm not going to help you. And then just gets his brains fucking blown Blast. out by the other Mr. Sinister. And he's like, actually, I want to help. <laughs> so I'm in charge now. <laughs> and I was like, this is magical. And they're this all is- autonomous. And they yeah. all, But they all have hive mindy where like if one dies, someone just knows to like rise up. But one of my favorite parts of that is, why do you have a cape? It's so, uh. And then I was like, I yeah. love this cape. And then he yeah. has the cape. And I was like, oh yeah. my God. It was such a great, it was a nice, because like, this is a very serious, heavy comic in that sense. It's very exciting. It's very new, but it's a lot of, a lot of like Char- characters can be characters. For what, yeah. yeah. Characters can be characters. So it was a nice little comedic relief, refreshing scene, especially from a character. I didn't expect it to be mm. uh, a comedic relief from, uh, and just playing into that, 
He's this guy He's a mad who scientist. plays plays with bioengineering and cloning, and then you know seeing Charles and uh, uh, Magneto, who would never purposefully really work with him on this degree, just be like, "Yo, we need you," and if trust is broken, that's gonna fucking suck for you uh, because where you're working for us now. Uh, and he was like, great. Sounds good. And to see it pan out was I've chef's kiss question, uh, yeah. for the uncultured. Um, I've only ever seen, um, sinister, like just seen him in pictures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Is he like a major villain? Like, so he was like a normal dude and he was obsessed with genetics and he wanted to try to create the ultimate, uh, mutant. And he's the actually reason why Cable is born, because when Jean Grey died, he created the clone of Jean Grey because he wanted uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey to have a child, and um, he told Apocalypse about that. And so when Apocalypse found out about that, he infected Cable with the techno-organic virus. Um, but what Apocalypse also did was change Sinister's genetics mm-hmm. and turned him into like the little vampire motherfucker he looks like. Yeah. So huh. he's, um, the Apocalypse <clears throat> is also the reason you have two very different different looking angels. You have Angel and Archangel. Mm-hmm. So Angel is the one with the, you know, white wings that's in the original. Blonde hair. Uh, X-Men. And then you have Archangel who's like the blue face with this, the metal wings and stuff like that. And he's one of the horsemen. Yeah. Because. Mm. Uh, I think he's death. Apocalypse can change your genetics. He, he kind of like, he is like, that. uh, he kind of like his Galactus mm. where Galactus gives his herald cosmic awareness. The angry and- cloud. No, uh, mm-hmm. cosmic awareness <laughs> and uh, think like Aku, but comic books uh, and also cosmic powers where Apocalypse is like, I'm just going to bring your power to the nth level of yeah. your mutant powers. Um, it's pretty so. dope. Um, pretty favorite dope. characters? Oh, fuck. We'll do three. Oh, wait. Okay. I have one yes. more favorite part. One more favorite okay. part. Yeah. Um, when they were in the like farm, the, what was he called? The librarian? When the phalanx are starting to do the ascension with oh, their they're, society. They're, they're pretty much in the zoo, the human zoo. Yeah, the, the human zoo. zoo. And like the phalanx are like the ascension is supposed to happen like the next day or something. And whoever their zookeeper is walks in and is basically like, I'm going to tell you everything because I don't know how I feel about this whole ascension thing. Yeah. Maybe well, I should be fine, but maybe it's fine if you know. It's no harm done, right? Like, it, I don't know why, but I loved all of that. It's, of being like, I think I'm f- like, I'm happy. This is what I wanted. This is the good, but maybe, maybe my perspective is wrong. Well, also. maybe I, maybe I got so it wrong. There's no harm. It's a very bittersweet ending because um, it's a thousand years in the future, 10,000 years in the future. And yeah, to understand, powers there. of 10, baby. To understand that the final destiny, the fate point for all of life on earth is to join a hive mind. Yeah. sucks you know like the loss of individuality like humans were able to combine with with sentinels and to ascend past this way past natural evolution and create their own evolution all for it to just be absorbed into something else that's not theirs where mm-hmm. it's not their own future anymore um and uh it's it's cool because i remember the part where it's like Wolverine or Logan's like, why would they know anything about freedom? They've all lived here. It's like, I've been telling them about freedom all this time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I've been keeping it alive, baby. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Um, okay, yeah. now favorite characters. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Three man. favorite Three? characters. I got them. Okay. Let me write it down. Okay, go, go ahead, ahead Josh. Josh. I'm probably uh, the last. My favorites are Magneto, Wolverine, and Moira. 
Mm. Um, oh, you got the name right this time. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not Mora, it's Moira. Uh, but uh, no, I just, any, those are characters like any scene that they are in. It's just a wonderful scene. And, but Moira just, it, this, this series and having her like, because I have read enough X-Men to know who Moira is. And then to have this happen where you're like, damn, it was just really cool to see her. I mean, Ollie already touched on it, but just her different lives and seeing yeah. that how the different kind of she's like, all right, maybe I'll try this version. Maybe I'll fuck some shit up this time. And then, OK, <laughs> that doesn't work. Maybe I'll do this. And it was just cool. Like uh, the, it was really neat to see the unfolding of her all of her different lives and I and, will uh, say I do I do hope she still has a relationship with Rain uh Ronnie from uh Ronnie. Rain, oh yeah. yeah 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 so if she doesn't then I'll be a little bit sad but <laughs> I would too but yeah that's oh. and I just I just I mean with Magneto the, it, Magneto and Charles together is always like one of those things that pairing that I'm like yeah they're the yin it's and like the peanut yang. butter and jelly baby and mm-hmm. and like this or time I was like, and Oreos. Yes. Yeah. Or peanut, butter or peanut butter and chocolate. Or so. peanut butter and more peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. That's peanut awesome. butter, they're, they're a little different than that. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter and Nutella. Like, Smooth oh, peanut butter and chunky peanut butter. Yeah. Um, exactly. Who's next? Ali, Caitlin? Um, I, I, I had, I'm so sorry. Uh, I think my favorite is going to be Moira and then um, Magneto and then Charles. Because it was it was it was the most engaged I was with any kind of Charles Xavier story. Um, mm. It was really interesting, kind of seeing him make certain decisions and like uh, like dance that morality line, and it was just really well done. Kaylin? for his character, I thought. It's hard to pick. It is, hard. but you have to do it. It's your fucking job. Moira. Wow. Um, Moira's like my number one. Like if if we only had to pick one, it would have been just her. That's it. Fine with that. I guess uh, not but hard since then. we're picking three. <laughs> um, That's it. I'm fine with that. Emma Frost. Mm. Uh, I would say is my number two. Just because like Cause she's, she's a badass. fucking got her shit together. She's like, I couldn't end all of you right now. I mean, she's been I having her shit together. I have politics playing in my side. The so, white And queen. also I'm going to be in the black market. So. Yeah, I think you <laughs> like, you need to read more Emma Frost stuff because you, you would... You need... You'd love oh, yeah, that's her. That's her through and through. She's always just like, I got this shit. I'm and even when this. shit goes wrong, she's like, that's fine. Without spoilers, <laughs> Marauders, you find out, you know, uh, Emma Frost, white queen, you find out who the red queen is. Ooh! <laughs> so yeah. good. Oh. The red uh, queen. I about that. Uh, and then my number three, I'm, I'm pretty torn. I'm going to say it's apocalypse just because God, that was so fucking cool. Oh yeah. Um, the but, just but coming I'm, in and being like, it's just how I want, this is what I've wanted. Yeah. This Oop. is like, this is what I wanted well, the whole also, time. Why didn't you guys we, do this sooner? When you find out in that timeline where he fights against Nimrod and it's just like, that's a promise to you for I will lead you. And it's like, Oh shit. He's the leader of the X-Men. So fucking baller sometimes. Uh, but it was, but it like real close after that was Krakoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, d- do you know the origin of that character? It's a, it's no. an old character. Krakoa is not a, be a new, bad thing. <laughs> it uses a living Island and it looked like Google it after this. It's ridiculous. Uh, so this is just another shout out to Hickman to being like, Oh, you thought that was a dumb character. Did you? 
Okay. Well, it's kind of like, um, I mean, they talk about it when they go and um, recruit Magneto and then he takes Cypher and he's like, why are we here? And it's like, this is like a bad place. Like this used to be like a terrible place, but with your help, Cypher, you will learn to understand it. And he fucking yeah. dips out. He's like, you need anything? He's like, I guess not. <laughs> I need like two weeks, which is like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Tom? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll save you some time. So for me. I got it now. I'm good now. Uh, Magneto all day, every day. Oh, wow. Wait, um, let me register that shock. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I even text Tom. I was like, yo, Magneto all <laughs> Magneto. the way now. Magneto yo. all day. I was like, uh, especially in real world after this week. Magneto like, ain't wrong. I get it. He ain't <laughs> wrong. Um, uh, second, I... As how important Moira is to the story, she's almost a favorite, but I would have to pick uh, Emma um, for okay. that character. And then for the third character, Xavier, because there is a moment that I got a little bit like chills in my spine when he said, rise, my mutants. Yes. And I was like, oh, is this evil? He looks so evil. <laughs> like He yes. looks super evil, but he's super not. But the, but the thing is like, Magneto's in all white and Xavier's in all black. And I've been telling y'all, Xavier is the most duplicitous of all the fucking X-Men ever. He always got some fucked up plan in the background. Like people get yeah. Batman a lot of shit, but Xavier's like, well, I did plan on killing you guys and then having a new team take over. It's like, oh my God, what a fucking <laughs> asshole. Like that's Xavier's Whereas, shit to a T. To a shout out to Magneto, even in uh, 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 God Loves, he was like, my idea was always for you guys to succeed me. Like that was my plan yeah. was to create this world and have the X-Men take over. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what? He, I mean, the thing is I love about Magneto is actually like what I felt like how Zod was in Man of Steel, where he's like, no matter how cruel or how violent I was, it was always for the good of my people. And if yeah. I don't have any people, then I have no purpose. And it's like, I fucked with that shit hella hard. You know what I'm saying? So for me, <laughs> uh, favorite characters, uh, gotta be Nightcrawler. true to my roots. No, actually, in this one, Nightcrawler doesn't make the list. Uh, I guess you're not true to my roots, favorite, <laughs> favorite, No, Charles. Over Magneto. Magneto. Well, I guess you're a true to my roots. No, Magneto. Uh, Magneto. He's super Nido. He's Nido. Uh, <laughs> this is my, like Tom said, this was like a very uh, interesting and I think a really like out on a limb take on Charles. And I think it's something that, that all of X-Men has kind of been eventually leading to. But this was one of those things I said where it was one of those things I didn't know I needed. But Hickman was like, you need this. And I was like, oh my God, I did. Uh, obviously, Magneto <laughs> comes in number two because... Fucking how dope is he in this the entire run? Of magnetism. Uh, I just love how sure he is in everything where he's at, and like being able to, and it's true to true to his roots of like he always just wants what's best for mutants, and from what he's seen, that is working in tandem with Charles and Apocalypse. So that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I, I'm gonna I love fucking the do. And they can try to stop me. Between yeah. him and Charles, and he says every time, every time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Mutants die yeah. every time. Uh, so, yeah. They, I'm, I'm always a big fan of when Charles and Magneto team up. And this was like, again, chef's kiss. Like, this is, this is it, baby. Uh, and this one surprised me as my favorite in here. Uh, Cyclops comes mm. in as my third favorite Somehow character. I knew that was going to be it. And it was surprising this for is, me. This is the best Cyclops. I've, I've never liked Cyclops. <laughs> I love him as an X-Men and I love, don't get me wrong, like the strap and the fucking bomber jacket 
Cyclops from the animated series. So good. Uh, but I, I have always been in Team Wolverine where I'm like, loosen the fuck up, dude. And shout out to James Marsden for playing it that way because he killed it. Uh, but this was like, oh, shit. This is what's up. Like Cyclops, because it was either Boy Scout or like, you're fucking crazy, dude. You're nuts. Well, like, like, calm the fuck he, down. He's very the Leonardo. He's very Leonardo yeah. of the team, and that's like at his best, where he has to make the hard decisions, but he believes in the team. I think the best moment he has in there is during the Master Mold mission, where he says, like, how can you continue the mission? He's like, we have to. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's what he would do. He is the Boy that's Scout for Xavier and believes in Xavier's vision. Yeah, and just like, you know, uh, I don't know. There's more to it. I just it, it made me go back and read a lot more Cyclops stuff recently and was like, he's actually low-key been like i've been sleeping on him and i apologize he uh he's the one that starts donovex right yes with him and his son and they go to the other part of krakoa because not all of krakoa is explored yet no it is not so, uh in in the in the x-men proper it, it's his entire family and wolverine uh on this on this little biodome uh and it's really 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 cool uh and i won't spoil anything for that because it's yeah. cyclops cyclops is my third favorite Okay. I just giggled a bunch because I just realized that. So, so Sabretooth, the the Silent Council is like you gotta sit in stasis. Yeah, that whole thing is basically being like, all right, Krakoa, you know what to do, and then Krakoa just like kind of stuffs Sabretooth in his armpit and is like, you live here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bring the back of the knee, whatever it is. It's yeah. a little bit of the the evil genius with the hole just in the floor, his, like a piece of chewing yeah. tobacco. Like yeah, it's whatever. But it's like I, I just became hyper aware of the fact that like Krakoa's alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he basically just found like keep a you skin here. fold and yeah. stuck him in. <laughs> it's yeah. like you live. Well, just, I always sh- thought of it. I thought of it as the uh, the trees in in Fangorn Forest when oh, yeah, yeah, Mary yeah. and Pippin, where it starts like just being like eating them, and then Treebeard's like stop it and spits them back out. That's kind of where that's how I, go. Yeah. I was like, that's terrible. That's a less kind of gross version of like <laughs> yeah. taking someone in a skin fold to talk to him later. That's what it is. Uh, uh, all right. So qualms. Ratings? Oh, yeah, qualms. I'm, I'm like, does that, did I just We're bury done. the lead a little bit? <laughs> so, what qualms, qualms do I so have? Corey has none. Uh, who's got qualms? Uh, I don't. I do. A I wish it was longer. <laughs> I wish there was more house and powers. I love the branch off stuff and like obviously. Like we've talked about, Marauders is fantastic, but I wish that I do wish that this was like twelve series each, not twelve altogether, because I thought this was fascinating. Yeah, but also I don't know, could have could have dragged it out way too long. Mm-hmm. So great I have thing, no- great things end. It's, it's really- hard for me to have any kind of qualms with it. It's the art is amazing, the writing's really well done, the story's like. I mean, Corey's so dare I say, right mastery told. I mean, it's like it's wo- it's woven so well through, like, all the, the issues book? and the balance between powers and house and the back and forth was like really, really cool. Like, <laughs> to be, to be fair, just, again, this is like a fl- this is like a flaming yawn of comic books where this is like was released last year. We have not read anything that right, close. which is so exciting. I, I think that's why Corey's so excited too. Is that it's like it's been a while since we've had a genuine reason to be like really excited about X-Men. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Kaylin? I a lot of people were really hyped about l- Avengers vs. X-Men. Yeah. Oh. Hickman is a, as I've learned, this has spawned me into reading a lot of Hickman stuff and he's just like, 
quality through and through. I don't think West, he lets well, then I'll say then I'll spin it for me who has had a good decade's worth of not the greatest X-Men encounters. Um, this was like a beacon of hope. Yeah, I agree. You got to check out Marauders. I'll just say two words, Captain Kitty. I'm definitely going to check out Marauders. <laughs> it doesn't ruin too much. Okay. Oh, I'll say this also. If you read like all anything. the big shit, then it's like, you'll hear, you'll see this kind of masterful stuff, but it's hard to kind of um, pull out something unless you're like really invested into it. Like I'm assuming Josh is with Spawn where it's like, the whole masterpiece is the fact that you're reading a hundred issues of one thing, not just twelve of one. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin, yeah, what's your uh, small thing? My my thing is just I like all of it Timing. was amazing. It's 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 not a mole. It's more of just like no, I said I, timing. I like how everything. What I said, timing, not mole. Timing, it was timing, right? Oh, I thought you were. Uh, yeah, timing. It, it, I thought you said tiny, so that no, was like, wait, no, 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 not a mole, no. Timing. Uh, Don't yes, say that about timing me. was, was uh, a bit of a, a trip up for me, just because like it was hard for me to keep track of what life of Moira we were on. Um, mm. Like Everything came together really well, and it makes me want to reread it, but at the, when I was first reading it, I was like, I feel like I'm tripping on this a little bit mentally of where what timeline I'm in, mm-hmm. um, because like... I, I know it would be a very different experience if it was like um, chronological based on her lives. Um, but that's the story I felt like I I needed. I needed that through line. Like I had to do outside reading. To, that, the only thing they have is that graph that tells right. you which, graph, which timeline yeah. is which. And if you're not referencing that, then it's right. really zero. It does actually put up a yeah, good point that, that they could probably benefit from doing um, a Moira like one shot where they just do all her lives. That'd be kind of cool. Actually. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of the, the, like, I, I remember there were a couple points where I was like, Oh, Oh wait, no, I gotta, okay. She's over here. We're on this life now. Like, uh, uh okay. So, so it just, there were some gymnastics I feel like weren't necessary to do to keep track of where it was. Um, just like, if I were reading any other book that had, you know, winding timelines and everything, I've I've not had as much of that issue where I feel like stuttered for a minute to be like, wait, I have to go look at a graph now. Yeah. It's also a like, lot to keep track of like ten yeah, lives over no, it's twelve definitely issues. A lot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that doesn't stop it from being really good still. Right. Uh, uh Josh. <clears throat> um I don't have a lot of qualms. The only qualm like a kind of a semi qualm was that sometimes the interstitial content, like the the texts and just the, uh, the descriptions Mm-mm-mm. and like paragraphs, I'll, I'll admit, like sometimes it was just it was a lot um, to like, and it's almost like I'm a child, like the my attention span. It was like, no, give me the pictures. Yeah, um, Who but is he? I mean, it, it didn't pull away from it. I read it and it was very, it was fascinating. Like some of just like the filler information so to speak like this is what this the is exposition. almost like an index kind of thing i feel yeah. i feel like on the opposite end there's jonathan hickman's very famous for those yeah i feel like on the opposite end of that where like there are some people who are like a child and need a graph to fucking to be explained to them so it's like it plays on both ends where it's like i'm a child give me the picture i'm a child i can't understand the picture so it's like it's yeah. interesting that you can go both ways with that yeah yeah, yeah. but that's and it that's it for me yeah. i mean everything he, was hickman likes wonderful. to play with a lot of a lot of intellectually rich ideas. Yes. Uh, 
And in the other Hickman stuff that I've read with the graphs, it's, it's, I get it. It's a lot, but it's black Monday murders literally his, deals with the stock yeah. market. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, thank you for this graph. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a taste preference. That's what it is. Um, it's a taste. Preference. Yeah. Uh, for me, none, not at all. No qualms. I, I'm, I'm the kind of, again, I think historically in comic books, I have been the highest rated person typically. Mm-hmm. So, um, you don't I, know, I like, just wanted to balance the scales. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to say where it's like comic books. Um, I get it. They're that kind of medium. And I, and like, it's very hard, I think to mess up a comic book for me because it's like, you have to do a really shit story or it has to be just really terribly written. But if it's like, well done, it's like, cool. And it's like it's it's reading. You're you're enriching things by you're you're putting your own mental things in there. So like you're reading. I, I feel like books, you know, definitely could always go higher than movies will ever be because movies have to like literally frame by frame tell you everything. Where books, it's like, oh, I get to infer certain things into there, and mm-hmm. then your own experience gets to be elevated by that. So that's why people are always disappointed by movie adaptations because it wasn't how they thought it was in their own heads. So mm-hmm. you, what you got to do is shitty stories. Or movies yeah. and then or originals oh. you know or original Great. stories <laughs> or, or uh, just do the nah. you know call it a marvel thing and then actually not have any of the ratings. story to <laughs> ratings so, yep, there it is so it's me and ali first ali go ahead uh i'm gonna give it a 4.8 Ooh, we'll go just, just wrong. because i did have to a little bit like Hamlet, i had to look up a few things which isn't any fault of anybody but for it being a reset i just kind of wanted to not have to do that as much but i know i have a lot of catching up to do so it didn't it didn't take away from that from it for me but yeah more i goals. guess reset's not right the right word right because it's not a I reset not, yeah. as it is but a, even like, Marvel it's, doesn't it's, reset. it's like almost it's like taking a bunch of papers and like shuffling them back into a stack it's, and being like yeah. this was a mess i'm sorry but just a couple yeah. like like <laughs> like you, like we're talking about sinister earlier like i was confused what was happening at first i was like wait what happened and then i'd realized there was a second person ver- second of him <laughs> In, yeah. in, in comicsology, they say Jonathan Hickman reshapes the X-Men. There you go. That's but a good way to do it. Marvel's so fucking up their ass. They're like, we're never going to reboot anything. It's like, cool. Have fun with your audiences that can't fucking keep up. This um, is their way of getting around that comment. 4.8 uh, for Ali. All right. Obviously, I'm a five. Clearly. This is this is Wow. Up, what? Oh, what? Whoa. This is up there with the greatest comic books I've Okay, I've ever okay read. hold on, Kaylin. You don't get to say, oh, what, oh, what, whatever in that sense, and then be mad that I pick you to be the grump. You were literally confirming <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, this is obviously, uh, I'm a little biased when it comes to X Men, uh, but also I feel like I have a, uh, a stake in it as far as knowledge, not quite as much as uh, Dr. Barry has, but. Uh, as someone who's followed these characters for most of my life, this is the best story I've written. And I've written, read, you've written. I wish I wrote it. Whoa, wow. um, Mr. But, Hickman. But I think the cool thing to to Corey's point is that each character <laughs> feels super like true to their like most hot, like their most baser instinct in their form. Yeah, like what Nightcrawler At a fundamental is, level. What yeah, what who Wolverine is. All the while, you're doing something, a big fucking hat trick, you know? Yeah. And and making, it made a lot of things that were not important 
the most important, such as those X-Men, such as Moira McTaggart. Like Moira McTaggart being the catalyst for saving the X-Men and being a mutant was like my mind exploded. I had to close it and like set it down and go, I have to go for a walk for a little bit. That was too much. I need to process uh, this. It's it's a yeah. it's a funny thing because it's kind of like as much as we love Hugh Jackman and as Wolverine in the X-Men films, like that mm. is so not what Wolverine's about. No. Like he's never the hero. That's and so it's run. like why? And so yeah. with this, it's like, oh, this is the true, you know, blue true to the to the character's line where it's like Wolverine would act like this. He's not the fucking leader, you know, like he, no. he but he's, he's the kamikaze kind of guy who would just go in balls first. So it's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and just doing, doing paying homage to a lot of uh, rewarding a lot of long term fans um, and hats off to someone who can make a very good argument for. Charles, Eric, and, and Apocalypse to team up peacefully. I'm impressed by that. Side note, did everyone know that Eric Lencher is not Magneto's real first name? No. Didn't and, even know that was know, his name. Or did I? You know that he typically is, is called Magnus because his mm. real name is Max Eisenhart? I didn't know it was Max, but I didn't Max know that's where Eisenhart. Magnus came didn't from. Didn't know that either. And then he went the by Magnus, know. and then he went by Eric Lencher. And so in the movies, when they went Eric Lencher, I'm like, hmm. And so when you wow. speaking of when which, I just watched the scene uh, in the bar from I think it's Days of Future Past. Oh, wait, is no, it? it's first first class with the first class. Is it first Schwanabawa. Class? Yeah. Oh, oh it man. is the best X Men scene of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna say this with the two old Nazis where he's like, "All right, let's do this." Uh, I'm Schneiden. Right, so that's I give it a five. Uh, so next is Josh. Five. All right, five. There we go. Mm, why I didn't pick Josh. Kaylin, what you got? Here's a big hand. Here's a big four <gasps> point nine. Oh, God Ooh. bless. I like how you just immediately, it's Ollie because it's not Tom. Because yeah. it's not Tom. Um, it's half of powers of 10. So powers of five. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a second my brain went. Grump. Four point eight grump with Ali Nerdon Nation. No one gets a shot. <laughs> oh no! Nobody but gets thank you for your vote. <laughs> I don't think. Wait, I, I could be lying. I just didn't write down. Nerdon Nation. Good tip. Comic books. Don't Let's pick see. me. <laughs> nope. No one voted for Ali. Wow. It was you guys, and then someone voted for Josh. If it's comic I mean, books see, or not Disney, it, pick it's Ali. Comic books. But but it's there's a character named Destiny. Yes. Oh. In there. <laughs> wow. And there's like this miracle planet that comes in with all the cures for humanity. I so like it. it's basically Destiny. Except you so know, I there's can a, see why they a, wouldn't pick well, Holly. Actually, you know, there's not two hours of a wallpaper moving for no reason. And this you is, know, there's there's not a giant is, orb that hasn't done anything for the last few seasons. This is what I'll say. I'll say this. You are Ali. <laughs> And Ali, there isn't, this, there isn't, they is haven't taken away the, the year Destiny one, live event where... they haven't taken a lot of the year one content away and say, we're going to make new stuff. And so, you know, it's I'll fine. Say this. They haven't taken away all the speed run stuff anyway. So it's okay. What would you say, Corey? To Ali, if in the X-Men universe, if this wasn't a five, there is no pleasing you, Mr. Powers. This is it. This is, this is the height of X-Men. <laughs> okay. So maybe this, X-Men's this is, not yeah. your bag. That's what I'll also just say. It's like, we did this no, with I mean, My Hero Academia. It's, it's Tom, Tom's onto something. It's the comic sort of. It's medium. I'm not, yeah. It's the medium. I'm not as it's, experienced yeah, with comic this, books, this so is, it's not. This is the, the magnum opus. This is the magnus opus uh, of, of, of X-Men. I mean, try Marauders. You know, oh, maybe yeah. that actually might play well, into I your... I mean, and I'll have also, some backstory. Like, 
we've done Watchmen. We've done like we've done some big fucking titles and stuff like that. Like maybe your preferred method of comic book ingestion is probably going to be the audiobooks or not the audiobooks, but the visual comic books where they have oh, voice yeah. acting and moving and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but maybe. it doesn't mean you can't enjoy this for as much as you can. So. But 4.8 yeah. is still very high. It's yeah. still yeah. pretty. Oh, guys. It's my favorite X-Men comic. To. If that were, is Wait, worth Kay- <laughs> I don't have anything up. higher than it on my scale. But I. That's fair. I, I think <laughs> there's nothing higher on your scale there's, than a 4.8. I know there's room for, in, for, for more enjoyment with a bolstered mm-hmm. knowledge base. Going this is into a great jumping off the fair. next. Marauders. You know. The, yeah. If you mean so maybe, maybe you read Marauders, you text me. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing about like rating too is that like you can have a score right now, but you could take in more information and appreciate it in a different way, and then view it as a five later on. Or yeah. you can yeah. you could be wrong you know, right now. Come across something else, wow. like you know, <laughs> wow, Tom. That's what it wow. is. That's literally what you're saying. Is like if you get more information, you could change your perspective and you could like it more later, which means that you would be wrong in your past time. Oh, Tom. You and your... I follow that logic. But anyway, what were you going to say, Kaylin? Uh, I wanted to talk about the thing I was talking about with uh, that it it made me sad. Yeah. A little bit. Just because, like, uh, I was reading this at at the height of the the Black Lives Matter... uh, Movement. Everything. (laughs) The whole thing that was happening. Things were really bad. And um, the the character that I like the most is Moira, as I, I was talking about. And I wrote down uh, a little paragraph of like knowing that I was going to feel differently like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And I, I feel a little bit differently about it now. And I do see it as like a. Um, oh, I remember you, know, you were like, I'm so because we had to put this episode. We had to delay this episode. And you were like, I needed time to process. I rem- yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I was ready to power through it. But also, uh, I'm glad that we ended up having a little bit more time to 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 sit on this one. Um what you got? Cuz what I wrote was uh it was it was when Moira was talking to Magneto and Charles at the end and mm-hmm. she's like we can't bring Destiny back. Like we can't do that cuz you know, pretty much we've got the celebration going and everything, but if we look at like changing one more thing, this moment might be like like useless 10 minutes from now. Well, and and um, the precipice about that is that Destiny killed Moira in another lifetime because Moira developed the cure for mutants. And so right. like Moira is practically afraid of Destiny and Destiny oh, can see every could see into someone's future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I and I mean I was 100% with Moira at the end of this. Like I I was like they could end this entire series right now. And I, I feel like that would be kind of what Moira wants in a way. Uh, and what I wrote down was, I feel like Moira, after all this moving forward and changing might mean this moment was fleeting. All that struggle, pain and death leading to only one outcome. That sliver of hope feels kind of hopeless in a way. It makes it feel so much more fragile, like something special glinting in the sand in your hands. And the slightest movement means watching it slip through your fingers, losing it forever. And I feel like, that's 100% what Moira was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like the world was in that time, too. Where, like, you know, we, we've got this, this, this motion for change and having people pay attention. And, like, we're, we're celebrating the fact that it's being, like, more openly talked about and everything. But it felt like, you know, 
a week from now, is this all just going to be useless? Like it was, it was, it was kind of that line of thinking that. Is everything, uh, is the media going to move on? And is, is that, are we going to go back to same, same with the Ferguson uh, protests in 2014? Is it just going to go back to where we were? Normal. Is it going to go back to uh, the, the more pain and more death and more, um, you know, more of kind of the same that it's been for a long time. So mm -hmm. at, at the time, you know, the time that you take in any piece of media, it affects your view of life and the world. Yeah. Well, and this was one of those pinnacle moments for, for me anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what X-Men is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that's what, that's what they are. But, they're, they're the placeholders for, for, you know, the unheard or the unsung, uh, and they're meant there, you know, there was a reason that this was written and I've, I've posted some, uh, some shots of some screen grabs from comics that I've read where essentially you can replace mutants with any sort of disenfranchised people. And it's the okay. same thing. It's the, yeah. you know, they even talk about in this, the, you know, uh, X Cyclops says it, he's like, did you think we just stay silent and take it forever. I or mean, there, there's a point where Xavier would be a catalyst for change. Xavier says like, where were you when 16 million of us were murdered? You know, where was mm -hmm. the Avengers? Where were, where were the fantastic four? Where were the heroes? Um, and this is just an everyday thing for you guys. You guys gotten used to us being killed. Um, <clears throat> and that's, um, why, um, that was one of the first lessons I learned in film courses where it was like, what you bring to the table is what makes the movie, the movie. Because if you haven't watched a lot, then you're not bringing a lot. And so mm -hmm. to ask a film to be more than what you are allowed to bring to it is kind of a disservice. So it's kind of like when you watch a gangster film and have not watched The Godfather, um, and, then the, and then that film isn't referring to The Godfather, then that film doesn't really want to have a discussion with you. And so when mm. you read this comic book and you understand the social econo economy and civil unrest that's gone on in our history, and you have no context for it, then what is the comic book more than just characters doing nothing? You know, right. so it's so like my my point to that is that's I think that's exactly the emotion you should have. Yeah, with that. yeah, and that, um, that, that that's why I say like I get so upset when I see pieces of fiction be about nothing, mm -hmm. and I'm like, at mm -hmm. least this is trying to be about something. Because if it's just like here's some popcorn and then go fucking spend your twenty dollars, it's like, <laughs> but you're not even trying to like talk about something important. You know, yeah. it's like you can have entertainment and be important. But you choose yeah. to be lower. You yeah. don't choose to it's, strive it's for It's a choice you make, you yeah. could say. Yeah. So it's like this yeah. tries so I, I to think, be more. I think what you wrote there elicits the exact reaction I think Jonathan Hickman wanted. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's to get people to, you know, pay attention and think about that. How fragile these moments are so that when the next time something like this comes up, anyone who has read this can can be like, "Oh, you should you should we should was. pay attention. <laughs> you should tweet yeah. it to him." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh. he's he's on that tweet tweet game. Yeah, yes. All right. Um, nice. we'll, we'll clip this and send it over and be like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, we all good? You want to sing us out, Josh? Yeah, everybody home. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us on this discussion about House and Powers of X. Uh, let us know what you thought if you have read it. Um, Who's your favorite mutant? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you yeah, said that as if you were like half asleep and eating something. <laughs> Me? Who's your favorite mutant? Who's your favorite mutant? Hey, who's your favorite mutant? Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for joining us. If you are new to NerdOn, do check out our website, nerdon.tv. Um, stop by, rate and review us wherever you listen. That kind of stuff does help us, helps us to grow, helps us to learn. 
Um, Makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, warm and fuzzy. Uh, do consider joining the Nerd on Nation. As I said at the top, it does help us to grow, to be the best that we can be. And uh, yeah, it's just a it's a it's a good time. the The Discord is a wonderful place to be. Uh, it is open to the public. Uh, Nerdon.io so backslash Discord. Um, but yes, as a member of the Nerd on Nation, you do get uh, private servers. But uh, yeah, that has been it. Uh, we love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And you know the drill. As always, Nerd on. Ending broadcast.